What's going on, guys? You're listening to episode number three of I Just Want to Be Hiker Trash. I'm your host, Hell Yeah Jesus, or just Hell Yeah, or maybe Scooter Hewley Official if you follow my Instagram, or even Scott. I don't care. Call me anything. Just don't call me late for dinner. Regret, I'm regretting that line. And I didn't plan it. I had a had an in right there. That's a joke that I heard many times working uh, in the great Midwestern state of Michigan in retail warehouse at an animal feed shop. And I don't, I don't know. I love my Midwestern dads, man. Very silly guys. Always, always pulling out those jokes. I don't know. It's very silly. You know, because I love, you know, so when I'm guiding, when I'm guiding and the tour just going, ah, it's going all right. Very low energy. And I just have a, I have a Midwestern family on my tour. There's a father there, Jim, Jim from Iowa. I know if I can just get Jim on board, if I can just crack Jim and get a few chuckles out of the guy, then little Peggy and Sue are going to be having a good time in no time. I just need to get him on board. So I got a few bits. I got my own dad jokes, Jim. I got, here, what's one? Okay, let me, I'll just go in this. I don't, if you don't want to listen to this, I don't care. I got to get this off my chest. So when I was a zipline guide... Oh, yeah. Zipline? Oh, yeah. Me and Kath. Uh, yeah, we, we set the zipline in the yard. Tree to tree, 20 yards. Got a little ladder and everything. Kids love it. Love it. Swing in the tree to like little Tarzans. Yeah, that's... Jim, it's a little bit more than that. Okay, guy? A little bit more than that. No, this is in Alaska. The Great North. Swinging through the Tongass National Rainforest. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Am I talking to Jack London? Pretty much, Jim. Pretty much. <laughs> Oh man, I don't know why I said that. Anyways, this is stupid, but I'm gonna keep going on because we can't. No, we can't go back. So what's a bit? Uh, all right, this is second line. This is terrible. I'm not proud of this one. Anyways, I go. Alrighty, guys, this is our second line: the big kahuna or el big kahuna in Spanish. This is only one of two lines where we can do a front flip off of. Don't you worry, Dolores. I'm gonna demonstrate in just one second. This is our fastest line. You're gonna be going about the speed of light. It's also the only line with that braking system. Oh, Jim loves it when I pull out that last line. Oh, Dolores' eyes go wide and Jim loves it. I throw Jim a little wink. That's for you, buddy. That's for you. Anyways, let's move on because I'm done with that. Today, I just want to talk about the two daddies of Christmas. Santa v. Jesus in a hiker trash battle royale. Santa being the honorary jolly old bushcrafter. And Jesus being the hiker trash honorary... King of the Ultralighters. So I don't know when you guys be listening to this, but it's the holidays now. I'm just kind of thinking, like, who, who would I rather hike with, Jesus or Santa? Who would I want? Who would I want my family, my trail family? Which which one really embodies the hiker trash idealist ideals that I uh, enjoy? And so I'm already a little biased because my trail name is Hell Yeah Jesus. And to be honest with you, I'm not a big Santa guy. Not a big Santa. Not a big fan of the the man in the red suit. Because who has given this guy the authority for the arbitrary naughty or nice list? Who gives him that? Who gives him that right? I don't think this guy has the strongest moral compass. We're talking about like a, a large man who's breaking into homes, eating cookies, stealing cookies. But you can't tell me he's got to be a nightmare for homeowners. This large man in a heavy sleigh being controlled by hooved animals just landing on your roof? That can't be a smooth landing. We just 
Zach, we just re-roofed the roof last summer. You're kidding me, guy. Uh, anyways. Because, actually, I gotta continue. Because I'm still upset about this. I'm flustered. Because if I'm, if I'm, if I'm a dad in the future, I'm working my ass off. Working my ass off to give my kids a good present. You know, I've been working long hours in the shop. And little Jimmy, you know, it's Christmas. He opens up the first gift. It's from Papa. It's from Papa. It's from me. And it's a PS20. I don't know if PlayStation will be out by then, but PS20. Work with me here. And he's like, oh, thanks, Papa. <laughs> why is he? I don't know why my kid sounds like that, but uh, he does. Apparently, this little Jimmy has got a weird accent. And then, uh, yeah, next gift, Santa's. He opens it up. He loves Santa. This guy comes around once a year. Once a year. I'm seeing this guy every... I see Jimmy every day. I was a bedwetter. I'm sure he was going to be a bedwetter. I'm cleaning this this wet, soggy, pea-stained sheets every morning. I'm doing this for you, guy. And you respect Santa? He only shows around once a year. You don't even see his face. And he opens opens the gift and it's a... What is it? An Apple Eye Robot. It's an Apple Eye Robot. He's ecstatic. I saw the movie Eye Robot. Will Smith, great movie. But if you remember the plot, those robots are evil. They took over. That was That's not good news. Saying I feel like a gift like that warrants a conversation with the parents. You can't just give my son that gift. It's irresponsible, man. Irresponsible. And my wife's shouting at me. She's like, Scott, Scott, there's, they're riding on the walls, riding on the walls. Carter, my other son, naughty kid. You got coal. You got coal. Naughty kid. Who's giving naughty kids coal? You're asking for vandalism at that point. That's a mess. Coal in the carpet, coal in the walls. Meanwhile, I got Jimmy hanging out with this iRobot guy walking around the street. I don't know where he is. Now, where's Jimmy? Oh, yeah, he went to Culver's with the iRobot. iRobot drove him to Culver's. This is, this is chaotic. I just want to have a calm Christmas with the fam, the fam bam. And now I got a uh, chaos in the household thanks to the thanks to the big old jolly man who breaks into my house every year. Anyways, let's move on. <laughs> so let's let's dive into it, guys. I got a little pros and cons list that I made, and if you don't agree, whatever. This is my podcast. This episode's for me, not you. Okay. Calm down. Grow up. Sorry, I had to move the mic. But let's start with Santa. Santa Claus. St. Nick. Chris Kringle. The jolly man. At first I was thinking like a con would be, he's got to be moving slow. You know, I don't know if you want, like, you know, I want to pack some miles in, buddy. I want to do 20 miles a day, please. At least. I was like, there's no way Santa can keep up. But then I was thinking about it. I was like, this man older guy, probably 500 years old, is has crazy tenacity to deliver that many presents in one night. This guy, he has perseverance. And he's got to be, to live out in the North Pole, he has got to be just cut. I mean, you think he, you know, he's, you've seen those power lifters, right? They're bigger, but they're so strong. And without a doubt, Santa, if anybody has dad calves, and you know what I'm talking about when I say dad calves. This is, you know, you see a dad. He's he's rocking those uh, Air Monarchs. 
at the grill. He's got these just pulsing calves, veins. And it's like, all right, Larry, calm down with the push mower guy. Your calves are about to explode. But if anyone has dad calves, Santa does. And so he's definitely got to be pushing it. And I, I can imagine I'm at a summit, you know, I'm wearing a tank top. I've got my short shorts on and I'm just sweating. I'm just gross, just sweating and just like dead. Just like low of the low. My, I just don't want to continue. And Santa's like, he comes up, you see him. He's got a smile on his face. He's grandma Gatewood in it. If you, anyone, I don't know if you guys know who grandma Gatewood is. She's a legend on the Appalachian trail. She, Hike the trail, allegedly, though I believe it, with a just a sack. She's like a sack over her shoulder and just hike the trail. And so I can only imagine Santa's got a like a 70-pound burlap sack in addition to this red suit and these full-grain leather boots. You know, he's not wearing trail runners. He's got full-grain leather boots with wooden soles. He doesn't go to REI. He goes to a cobbler. He's still calling up his cobbler to get his shoes. And uh, he's got a smile on his face. I think that's a pro. If I see that scene, I'm instantly, I want to hike more. And maybe he sits down beside me, hands me a cookie from Mrs. Claus. It's another pro. He's got to have dank resupplies. He's got to have great resupplies. Mrs. Claus is hooking the man up with some great food. And, you know, at first, you know, I'm, I'm always uncomfortable. I don't want to take someone's food, right? I don't want it to be that guy. I'm not a bum. But you get enough miles in the trail and someone offers you something, I'm eating it. It doesn't matter what. It's like, oh my God, thanks for the, the quarter of that PB&J, Mother Teresa. I'm ecstatic for it. So we have two pros there. Oh, what's another one? Yeah, so I also, I always struggle hitchhiking. I look so dirty. <laughs> no one wants to pick me up. But I can only imagine like being with Santa, instantly get a hitch. Who's not going to pull over for the... Santa Claus, come on. Or like get a work for stay. Like I know on the AT, it's like tough to get a work for stay in the whites. Notoriously tough. The White Mountains in New Hampshire. And they've got these huts. And you're not allowed to camp within a quarter mile of these, like a quarter mile radius of these huts. And sometimes that's like logistically, that's tough. So you want to get a work for stay. But you have to get in between the times of like three and five. And they only take two. And so it's tough. I remember my second time going through the whites, I was booking it to Lake of the Clouds and I was start at Pinkham Notch. And so it's a huge climb on Madison. It's a grueling climb. You know, both, you know, that I'm, you have it lucky going down Madison, though you do have to go up the Wildcats, which that's very steep too. So whatever. Anyways, a grueling climb at Madison. Then you got to make your way up and down. You go over Washington and you go down. There's Lake of the Clouds. And I remember booking it there. And I Booked it there right after five. It's like five fifteen or something. I'm like, oh, no more work for stays, buddy. I'm like, no more work for stays. Come on, guys. Do you know where it came from? And it's not like crazy amount of miles. It's fifteen miles, but for the wife, that's a haul. But no, wouldn't let me in. So I'd sleep in the dungeon, which is, it's all right. I paid five dollars for it. I don't regret. It. I could have. I know I could have kept on hiking. Okay. So I paid $5. That's all right. I can't complain. The dungeon's actually kind of cool. For those of you who don't know, the dungeon is like this inclement weather shelter underneath the hut. It's like stoned in, it's just like these stones. Um, 
with cement and it's like no lights, completely dark. Um, the only thing that live in there, like probably rats, maybe a few bats and spiders. And it's like this, this huge steel door that closes. And then in there, like these bunk beds that whoever made these bunk beds didn't know how to make bunk beds. I'm pretty sure they just had hikers come and for a work for stay, they're like, you guys got to put together these bunk beds. Like bunk beds. We don't know how to make bunk beds. I've never built anything in my life. Sorry, dude. If you want to stay here, you got to build these bunk beds because the dimensions of these bunk beds don't make any sense. So the bottom bunk way too low. It's like at that point, don't even have a bunk, right? Just put a wooden platform on the ground. Okay. Cause that bunk is just like such a, it's like three inches off the ground. That makes no sense. And then the top one way too high. It's like you're five inches away from the ceiling. I don't know how you can just credit card your way into that spot. And so naturally you think, okay, there's these bunk beds have three bunks. Usually there's two. Again, that's kind of weird. They don't know what they're doing from bunk beds. Bunk beds is two bunks, not three bunks. Come on, guys. But that middle bunk you'd think would be perfect, right? No. Weird, because no matter how you try to get up in that bunk bed, there's no good way. Your feet are in the guy's face in the bottom, and then you're awkwardly, your face is in the other guy's face who's on the top bunk, and you're just trying to crawl, hey, sorry, hey, trying to get in here. And there's no way to get down in the middle of the night without waking somebody up. And I'm notorious for having to pee in the middle of the night. And so, I, of course, I stayed in the middle bunk. And I had to pee in the middle of the night. And I'm like, God damn it. And I already sleep in like the super loud sleeping pad. I've got the, uh, or I don't use it anymore, but I have the Thermarest X-Lite, which is uh, notorious for being like very crinkly. It's like, what is this made of? Aluminum foil? Come on. Maybe make it a quieter pad, please, Thermarest. But I'm already making noise because of that. So I'm trying to like sleep like I'm dead, not moving. And I got to pee. I'm like, this is terrible. This is terrible. But I couldn't hold it. So I awkwardly, I, I crinkle my way out and my fucking, my head's on someone else's head. Like I'm going for leaning for a goodnight kiss and my feet are in someone's face and I get out of there, open the steel gate door and I pee and it's so dark in that inclement weather thing that even the moonlight blinded me. I come out and I'm like, oh my God, no, I need sunglasses at nighttime and I don't know where I'm peeing. I'm feeling my way around. And I find a rock. I'm like, oh, that's perfect. This is a perfect place to pee. So I pee in the rock. I think it's going to be fine. No, the rock is angled towards me, down towards me. So I'm peeing like up a ramp and the pee just, just sprays back onto me. And not even sprays, it like pours. I've got, I'm just peeing up this ramp and then just drops right onto me, right onto my feet and my legs, my shins. So at that point, it's like, why don't I just pee my, my pants? In bed because this is pretty much what I did. I've got pee in my socks and I got to what? I got to somehow crawl back into my sleeping bed just soaked in pee. Terrible. Embarrassing. Anyways, but went on a rant for that. I don't know why. Hopefully you guys enjoy that story. <laughs> but yeah, if anyone were to get, that's what I mean. If anyone were to get a, a work for stay in the whites, it'd be Santa. Because no one's going to turn away that guy, right? And Jesus, if you're with Jesus, this guy's story started off with getting turned away. This guy couldn't even get born in a proper place. Everyone's like, nah, we don't have room for this guy. Mary's like, I'm pregnant. He's coming out right now. Sorry, dude. We got a barn. Um, yeah, let me throw a few hay bales um, and make a bed for you. And then we'll move the donkeys out of the way. You can lay there. 
So if this guy's whole story starts out with being denied, I'm not going to trust this guy to get in for a work for stay. Okay. But what are some cons for Santa? Well, I thought some cons is this guy watches you all your sleep. You know, there's a song about it. He sees you when you're sleeping. And like, I don't want anyone watching me while I sleep. That's weird. That's a huge con for me. And it's like, I'll be in the middle of the night. And maybe I have to have an emergency poop. We've all had it. You know, I had some town food. Had some chicken wings in town. It's my first night back on trail. And emergency poop, an e-poop comes. And I'm sprinting out of my, you know, I'm sprinting out of my tent or my shelter. I don't have time to dig a cat hole. This thing is coming out right now. I'm sorry. And also, like, you're in the most vulnerable position when you're pooping out in the woods. So I'm, I'm you know, I'm very quickly. I can't, I don't, I can't build, I can't dig a cat hole. I, I apologize. It's, you know, this has happened to me a few times and I, I'm sorry. I'm pro cat hole. When you're in the middle of the night, you're in the most vulnerable position of your life out there, pooping in the middle of the woods. You don't know what's going to get you. Is Bigfoot going to eat me? I don't know. I got to squeeze this boy out and get going back to my tent. And so, you know, you wake up the next morning and Santa's, he's, he's got the morning fire going. Another pro, Santa's always got a fire going. Um, and you, you sit next to, down with the tram lamp and Santa's just kind of, you know, doing his thing and he starts eyeing you judgingly. You know, what's up? What's up, Santa? What's up, Chris? He says, hmm, um, watching you while you slept last night. I was like, okay, at first, that's weird. He said, yeah. And uh, I noticed you got up and you pooped it without digging a cow hole. So I'm going to have to put you on the naughty list. Like, well, Santa, that's a bit judgmental guy. Because, like I said, in the middle of the night, I had an e-poop. I had chicken wings. You are with me. We had a contest. I can't hold that. I can't dig a cat hole. So that would be a big con for Santa. But I don't know if that would make... <laughs> There's no organization this episode. It was just me ranting. I don't know if that would make me not want to hike with him. I think overall, I think I would like to hike with Santa. But if we're going to go based on who I'd rather hike with. So let's go with some pros with Jesus first. And then maybe we'll figure this out together. Pros to Jesus. Jeez. All of a sudden, I can't think of any. Yeah, I mean... Well, he's got to give you, you know, your feet are hurting. And this guy's notorious for getting, giving foot baths and foot rubs. He's got to be giving you a good Epsom salt bath. He's giving you a good foot massage. That's a big pro on Jesus' uh, list. You know, my feet are aching. And then Jesus comes, comes up and gives you a nice foot rub. Good to go for another 20 miles. Thank you. And he's got to be inspiring, too. You know, maybe he's not as jolly as Santa, but he's got to have some words of wisdom. This guy's literally talking to God. He's the son of God. He like admits this holy light. He's got to be pumping me up. So that's another pro easily. But I don't know. I can't help but think like there's more cons of Jesus now we're thinking about it. At first I was pro Jesus, but I don't know if I'd like to hike with him because there's no impressing anybody if you're hiking with Jesus. You could roll into the shelter you're like, oh God, I'm tired. Just, uh, yep. Just uh, did a 35 mile a day. Just like, okay, cool. Cool. Um, yeah. Cause Jesus just hiked actually a 55 mile day. And then he, um, you see that lake right there. Yeah. He just walked across it. He's like rocked. What? Wait, what? He walked across the lake. Yeah. He just walked on the water and just for the hell of it. Like, Where is he now? Yeah. He's just meditating on the, the lake right there. 
he just literally, he's sitting on the lake meditating after a 55 mile day. Like, geez, man, how do you compete with that? You can't, you can't, you know, sometimes I want someone to be impressed by me on the trail, impress the boys and the gals and the dogs, trail dogs. And then another thing too, is like, Jesus is definitely not using, he's an ultralight, right? But he's like bare minimum. He doesn't bring anything. And you're like, maybe hey, you might want to bring a shelter or something. He's like, no, I'm just going to trust God on this one. I'm like, all right. I mean, I guess you know God, so I'm not going to be the judge. You can do you. But maybe at least we'll filter your water. He's just like, no, I'm not going to filter my water. And all the other disciples are like, Jesus, come on, man. You're going to get Giardia. Filter your water. There's cattle all around here. You need to filter your water. And Judas is like, well, I've never filtered my water, Jesus. I've always been fine. I've had way dirtier water. It's been fine. Another betrayal by uh, Judas because Jesus is definitely getting Giardia. He's getting, he's probably going to get Giardia multiple times. And you're like, dude, just take my Sawyer squeeze, buddy. He's like, no, I got to trust God. Like, yeah, well, maybe trust that God made the Sawyer squeeze so you don't get Giardia. Okay. But you can't tell Jesus what to do. Nope, you can't. So I think like, I mean, this is a short episode, but already from that, I'm like thinking pro Santa, dude. And Jesus isn't going to give me any any uh, work for stays. I'm not going to get any, you know, hitches with this guy. You know, he's a, he's a wild card. He's booking these crazy mild days, but then he might just have us on the whim be like, well, I'm just going to stay in town and preach for a bit. Like, hey, buddy, we're, we're, you know, we're standing. I'm, I'm following you. We're on a tramway. I don't want to leave you, but, you know, I don't really want to take that many zeros. So, sorry, dude. I got to stay here and preach a little bit. So he's not sticking, you know, he's got his own mission. You know, the trail isn't what he wants. We're standing, you know, he's tenacious, right? He has a goal, right? He's, he wants to get to the end. And he's, oh, man. So I, I think I looked at this like completely wrong, wrong from the beginning because I was very anti Santa and I apologize, buddy. I think, uh, I would rather hike with you. I'd rather hike with you. Wow. I feel great about this. This is a very short episode, but I feel like I really cleared that up. I feel like I would uh, pro uh, pro Santa. Sorry, Jesus. I mean, there's only room for uh, one hell yeah Jesus on trail. And then, buddy, I'm going to have to take that name. You have to call yourself something else. So me and Santa, we're going to all the way to uh, Canada. We're hiking the trail together. Oh, yeah. Sweet. <laughs> well, I think I said everything that needs to be said. If you're uh, looking for uh, somebody to join your family, a good addition. Yeah, you could ask Jesus into your heart and into your family. But I might suggest maybe ask Santa instead. Thanks for listening, guys. I don't know what the hell was up that episode, but... That's all right. We're doing it. Got some cool ones coming up. Please subscribe. Please like them. Please listen. Tell your, uh, I don't know, tell your second cousin twice removed, Jerry, about uh, the podcast. Tell him, give him a, say, hey, Jerry, give it a listen. You got to You got to do it. Or I'm not going to send you a, a card in the mail for your birthday. Okay? Bribe him. 
Do whatever you have to do to help me out. Appreciate you. All right, guys. Catch you later.